Hello everyone and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy. Second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these dungeons and dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. Prologue Day 11. This is Vapa. I discovered a strange message from Kothak via Ascending Storm. Something they encountered in the jungle has created some kind of... disturbance. Strong enough to disrupt the magic of the stones. Kothak has reached out once they got a good distance away. Brother, these creatures have been... dispatched and Kothak is returning to us with a full scout party via the Shattered Herald. No casualties, though they are bringing some stewards they encountered along the way. No need to rally Lucidian and the rest of the fleet. I'll report if anything new develops. We can rest on deck. I think we'll be safe there. Do you need any help packing up? Do you need us to help you take your stuff to the ship? Um, no, we, we keep everything light. Whatever's on our backs is what we keep with us. It is the steward's way. Come on, Ignatius, Junrock, let's go. And they just start wading into the water towards the ship. Mm. Okay. Uh, I follow. And together, you all swim over to the side of the Shattered Herald. Kothak is up top with a rope ladder that he kind of kicks over the side and it furls down and splashes in the water and each one of you climbs up on board of the ship. While this was happening, Zira and Riley, what were you two doing? I was just finishing up my drawings. Oh, okay, cool. You can do a check for that if you want. You don't have to. Sure. What kind of check is this? It would probably be, you don't have artist tools, but you have been studying for a very long time. Here's a better question. Let's get some information on Riley. How long has he been sketching things that he sees? Is it a new thing? Is it a very old kind of skill that he's been working on? He definitely is not the best. Okay, so they're serviceable. 
Yeah, he like very general outline of like the axe. Okay. Not too detailed. Yeah, since it's not super detailed, what makes his notes in- interesting aside from a normal person's just kind of writing little bullet points and stuff? It's honestly just to remind him okay. because he's not the one with the axe or anything, and he knows there's something magical about it. Okay, so it's more like a, a reminder. Yes, he drew like a basic double-bladed axe, basic shape of it, and then he just like wrote, writes question marks around it. Same thing for the little pendant thing. Honestly, he just probably draws a tentacle, like a squiggly line, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like thinking about it. It's like very much um, sticky notes for later, like as mm-hmm. you're looking through the book, oh yeah, I need to look at this, oh yeah, I need to look at this. Like he sees so many things about magic that like he gets scatterbrained and sidetracked pretty often. I yep. had a question for Riley. Does he write in like a shorthand that like anyone that doesn't know him wouldn't really understand it Ooh. i want to say he he doesn't do it on purpose but he's always frantic yeah so like just <laughs> ramble half sentences half letters that you just kind of yeah sometimes know. he doesn't even remember what it is himself mm. okay <laughs> it's super disorganized i love that that's that's super it's got a lot of character in it. it's a little bit more organized in the bigger book on the smaller book that he keeps in his pocket it's definitely just real like it's just pages full of like words meanings definitions anything (laughs) and sometimes like things are written on top of each other it's like the wizard's equivalent of like the notepad app on your phone (laughs) yeah and it's just like really eclectic so if you were to look at like a random page in that smaller book it's just filled with just lines and lines and lines sometimes written on top of each other and you're just like what is he even thinking what does that say (laughs) and he's i don't don't know i think that says gubbins i i don't I think um, that there says um, like a, I don't know, that that looks like a box that looks like it's kind of on ice. I don't know. (laughs) I love it. That's wonderful. So Zero, what have you been up to? How long has it been? Five, ten minutes. I probably pulled out my book and I'm just reading over it. Okay. They're taking some time to just study up while they're fighting. So while this passes, you all climb up onto the ship and Kothak lifts the anchor back up and... The ship again starts to lazily ride down the river. And then we're going to fast forward a bit. Unless there's anything any of you would like to accomplish on the boat before it makes its way out to the ocean. Probably tell Riley about the sigil magic that they used to heal me. Ooh. Would I be familiar with that in the semesters I've been in school? Roll me an arcana check. I'm going to say the DC is going to be a little high because (laughs) their particular type of magic. No, no, I got a two- so for the audience, their particular type of magic is associated with an actual god, Sangul, the neglected one, who kind of represents the fury of nature that has been beaten, misused. Anything that you could think that a mortal population would do to nature, this god represents all the fury and retribution in that. Mm-hmm. And the magic of the stewards is attached to that in some way. So it's not necessarily formally taught. But yeah, you don't remember anything about that. That little bit was for you, the player, and the listeners. Yeah, Riley, they uh they did some cool uh magic magic. They were like drawing in the air and then like some like wires touched me and then you know Drawing in the I felt air. better. I didn't feel that much better, but I felt I felt a little bit better. Um, <laughs> drawing in the air. Yeah. Um so what did they do? Like point finger and kind of I don't know. Was it the tabaxi? Yeah. That did it? Yeah. It was the, the tabaxi. The tabaxi. My furry friend. You make friends quick, Red. Uh okay. Um um, one second. And he writes in a notebook. All right. And 
He kind of walks over sheepishly to the tabaxi. I walk over with him because he's kind of shy. I don't you kiss them. It's kind of sad. So on the deck of the ship, you can see the three of them are kind of sitting down. The elven individual is standing with their elbows on the, like, the very, very bow of the ship, looking off under the water. The dwarf is kind of sitting down. He's taking out, like, a deck of cards, and he's currently playing solitaire on the ground, or on the wood of the ship. The tabaxi, Kiali, is currently sitting down on the deck of the ship, restringing up for crossbow and kind of maintenancing it. As we walk over, I'm like, Riley, uh, full disclosure, I forgot their name. Um, <laughs> so just follow my lead and it won't get awkward. Oh, Riley, where'd you, where'd you go? Wait, I'm, I'm, you go first. You got it. Okay. 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 You said, follow um, your lead. I'm I thought you were going to like confirm the, the, the plan. I didn't know you were just going to. No, I said, it. okay. You said, I didn't hear you I'm say, okay. Him. You're I whispering said, too low, man. As you you both are walking up, you're whispering back and forth. One of Kiali's ears twitches in your direction and she looks up. Is, it, is everything all right? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to introduce you to my friend um, Riley right here. He's he's a big fan of magic and um, you did some cool magic earlier. And wanted, you guys could talk about that. And you said the elf was playing with cards? The dwarf. The dwarf. Yeah. I'm like, you guys have fun with that? And I walk over to the dwarf and say, hey, do you want to lose some money? <laughs> oh boy. Sure, bring it on. Yeah, and then I just leave them. <laughs> Blackjack. Yeah. He's got 14 gold. Blackjack. Let's go. Please. So we'll get back to the gambling in a minute. Oh no. Riley, this tabaxi panther looks at you and she goes, um, nice to meet you. My name is Kiali of the stewards of Sangul. And you are? Sangul. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm Riley, with a W. Uh, Ex- what? With, with a W. R- Riley with a W. That's my, my my name. Her brow is furrowed and she's, okay. Nice nice to meet you, Riley with a W. Thank you. Um, Kiali? Yes, Kiali. For you guys, it's K-I, then an apostrophe, Y-A-L-I. I might have spelled that out wrong, so feel free to correct me if that pronunciation probably isn't right. I wrote it at 2 o'clock in the morning in haste. My, my, my good friend Red said that you, you did some kind of sigil magic. Uh, I've seen runes, but not sigil magic. Uh, well, can you tell me about that? Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> Rookie mistake. He helped you. He helped you. You know nothing about the magic, though. Uh, okay. Uh, persuasion is a nine. Oof. Huh? I rolled a three. Oh, oh shit. Wow. You rolled a three and got a nine? I have a plus six. I am in trouble. <laughs> He's endearing. Kiali looks you up and down. You are a wizard, I presume? Uh-huh. I cannot tell you much about my magic, because it is of the Order of Sangu. And I mean no offense to you, your intentions are kind, but uh, the education of wizards usually makes people of your profession nosy. They feel like they need to know everything, and I do not appreciate that. I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. It does tend tend to get me into trouble. <laughs> you do seem genuine. I will tell you this. When we cast magic, we connect ourselves with nature, the life of the things around us. And through Sangul's gifts, we can pass on things to others. Can anyone learn this? Or because I've heard, I've read about druids. Is 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 that kind of like a druid thing? Or I, I'm sorry. No, not everyone can learn 
What do you know of Sangul's wake? Nothing at all. Tis the fiery moon that travels across the land every two cycles. You must wade into a storm during the moon's passing. Now, for some world lore here, um, this is a particular moon that is has an irregular orbit with the rest of the planet. And every two years, it comes very close to the planet, which literally creates a hurricane underneath it and drags it along its path. Whoa. Um, and the moon is molten. So in the sky, it looks like an angry ball of fire, which people who follow Sangul believe that the moon is its representation of nature's fury. During Sangul's wake, you must wade into the storm in the eye, and you will receive a vision from the great wolf, and he will show you the way. I was thinking of, do you know the way? Um, so I'm, oh my god. You said it, not me. I can't help it. Uh, okay, back into character. Um, that, that sounds mighty dangerous. Uh, is there a maybe a not as terrifying way to meet the wolf who sounds also terrifying? No. Our magic is a connection to nature and its fury. To know it, you must survive it. Okay, survive, uh, and if I do this, I will be, well, maybe be able to learn the sigil stuff? Assuming the wolf grants you a vision, though you'll have to wait another one year, eight months, as you would know that the moon had recently passed the planet within five or six weeks. Okay. By the way, usually the hurricane loses a ton of strength as it reaches the coast, specifically because of the moon's trajectory. It is closest to the planet when it's above the ocean. So two years, give or take a few weeks, and you can try. Though, and she looks you up and down, I'm sorry to say I do not think you would survive. Well, maybe, but in two years I might be stronger, so you don't know. That this is true. Well, thank, thank you for your time. Good luck. May nature's fury be kind to you. Well, that sounds a little, um, well, hypocritical. You know, usually if I met with Fury, people are swinging swords at me or something. A hurricane does not care for the bug that lives under the rock or the human that lives in their bastion city. Destroys all equally, except those that are lucky. May nature's fury be kind to you. Uh, to you as well. Thank you. Um, that just scored you some points because... We're sending that back in kind is the thing you're supposed to do. And then we pan over to Red and the Dwarf sitting on the ground playing cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you know, Blackjack. I know you probably want to try and cheat, unless you're actually really good at gambling. See, the thing about Red is he he doesn't like cheating when he plays cards. He, he believes in, like, the heart of the cards. He will... No, he's a gambler. He wouldn't cheat during this. Here's what we're going to do to solve this. We're going to RP a little conversation while you are all are playing. Mm-hmm. And we'll just do contested rolls of 2d6. 2d6. Okay. Okay, well, let me get my other... I don't quite have any card game mechanics. And again, this is Blackjack, so... Yeah. Yeah. Unless we FaceTime and just pull out a deck of cards. <laughs> I mean, that would take forever. All right. So it kind of sets the deck out and both of you start to play. The dwarf, as he's... Viewing the cards out. So your name is Red? Yeah. Yep, that's what they call me. 
after he deals out your cards, he kind of puts his hand out. Ignatius Thrymel. Ignatius? Ignatius Thrymel, yes. Nice to meet you. Nice to shake his hand. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. All right, roll me some d6s. Five and three. Oh, wow, four and one. You beat me there. So what do you reveal to him when it's time to show your cards? Oh, like the, 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 num- the actual card numbers? Yeah. How good do you want it to be? Like how close? Because you have to win with 21. So Yeah, yeah, I'll say eight and a queen. 18. He reveals his hand and it's just a two and a three. Ah, damn it. Nice track. He slides a gold coin towards you. Thank you. If you want to just RP this out, we can. Unless you were just hoping to steal all his money. Your call. I was trying to steal money. All right. We'll do two more rounds. So that'll get us some more questions. As he's dealing more cards out. So where are you from, Red? I'm from a lot of different places. I never really stay in one place for too long. You travel around, no? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I've lived at the lodge for a better part of a decade. Wow. How do you do that? Stay in one place or live at a lodge? Both. I've lived a long time. Seen a lot. Experienced a lot. Eventually it becomes boring. You see the same kind of thing in a lot of different places in the world. So, out here, get to live in a nice place and give back. Roll some dice. I got a two and a four. He rolled a five and a four. So, Uh each round is just a gold coin. Yeah. So you've kind of passed the same coin back and forth. Mm-hmm. Here's your favorite place you've been. I don't wonder. I think that's the problem. Wondering? Yeah. Trying to find the place that's just, just right. You'll get there eventually. From my experience, it might take you. Well, my experience is different than yours. You know, we age differently, but it took me better part of 80 years. Ah, uh, it's 80 years. Wow. That's a, that's a handful. For me, Yes. Don't worry, you'll find it eventually. And he reveals a king and an ace. Damn. <laughs> Pay up. Well played. I slide the one coin back to him. <laughs> Luck's with me today. Double or nothing. Last one. All right, fine. Big money, big money, big money. One, five. Um. Okay, so this time you can, if you want to ask him a question, you can. Was he the one that got duplicated? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sucks having your face still on, doesn't it? Well, they got you too? Yeah. Yeah. Shot myself in the foot. Or the knee, technically. That's that's a confusing sentence. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a confusing world we live in. Mine tried to kill me with an axe while I was taking a piss, so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. You're telling me I pissed all over his feet? <laughs> I guess you won in the end, didn't you? Uh, I guess so. Well, you rolled, right? Yeah. I only got five. Oh, hey. He slides two two coins back to you. Get money. And at this point, the boat is kind of making its way to the very, very end of the river. As you kind of crest open into the mouth, you can see the ocean ahead. A good distance away, well, you wouldn't be able to see the lily because it's cloaked by the ship's magic. Mm-hmm. But it pulls out. Ignatius kind of looks around. Well, looks like our, uh, our trip's over. I'll get you next time. He, like, points both his fingers at his eyes and then looks at you. Nah, uh, we'll see about that, buddy. And he gets up, and along with this, Kiali and Junrock, who at this point you notice is kind of standing at the bow of the ship and perched on the wood in front of him is this giant, like, bat that's, like, the size of an eagle. <laughs> and it's just kind of looking around. And Kiali goes, Um, Kothak, your name was the captain of your ship. 
Could we steal your rowboat for a few minutes? We live right over at the tower. Kothak says, I'll pull the ship to a stop and you can get off. And then they kind of gather up their things and get ready to get on the winch to lower down the rowboat. And Kiali looks at all of you and says, Thank you so much for helping us back there. We may have accidentally killed a friend if it was not for you. And now we are better armed to handle these creatures in the future. There are many more of them, unfortunately. She frowns. Give or take seven. I'm sorry, did you say 70? I look at my friends and I'm like, there's 70 of them, right? We didn't count exactly, but a lot of them escaped into the jungle. I'm not good with numbers. There's a lot, though. Is there anything else you know about them that can help us? Well, when they say 70, could I do a minor illusion and do like a small scale, like as many as we saw? Reenactment? (laughs) Not even reenactment, just like be like, we saw this and just show them a minor illusion of like as many as we actually saw, which could have been 70. Oh, so you don't know exactly. Okay, so you just kind of make a little illusion of the scene on the ground. Just whatever from my memory of what we saw of just a whole bunch of them and just, yeah, kind of do a minor illusion and be like, well, that's how many we we saw. So at this point, Kiali is halfway stepping into the rowboat and she climbs out and goes, you were at the waypost along the river. Tower? The ruined tower? Is that what you mean? Yes, it was one of ours. It's been out of commission for uh, three, four weeks. It is very much out of commission now. <laughs> I kind of look at the rest of the guys because we <laughs> just blew that tower up. You could not have done more harm than an actual dragon the size of a city block could have done. The, a ship had rolled in there three or four weeks ago, and by the time we found them, the jungle was burning. They must have made the Twisted King very angry. Dragon. Would we know about the Twisted King? Roll me a history check. Yeah, boy. I got a plus two. Can I also roll? So ten. Yeah, you can all roll a history check. What's with the number three today? I'll say the DC is 16. Well, I got a five. (laughs) I got 17. 17, okay. It it ain't magic, so I don't care. Red, what'd you get? I got a 10. Okay. And I got 20. 20. Okay, Zira and Ioana, you both remember reading about the Twisted King. It was very brief. It was a lexicon of known ancient dragons. And you know, in your terms, when they use the word ancient, they are almost as old as written history itself. Oh, oh, that's cute. I look at Red and I say, yeah, I think we didn't do as much damage as the Twisted King could do. Yes, um, we had to decommission that entire place. Those creatures came from there? The one that was apparently commanding them? was inside the tower and we destroyed it, but the lesser ones just scattered and ran into the jungle and there were too many of them to pursue in the night. I have no idea how many escaped, but if you are in charge of keeping these forests safe and if in charge of looking for dangers that hide there, I am afraid that your job may be a little bit more difficult now. Oh, well, I am not the one in charge. That is Junrock. And she points to the um, the elf with the bat. I am just a spokesperson for him. He is quite shy. But he's good to know. I will keep this in our notes so that Junrock can help us be better prepared. And Ioana, Junrock is looking at you. And he's kind of looking at everyone. What's up, dude? Why were you back there? 
Why were you at the abandoned waypost? So do you guys need me to row you back so I can get the boat back? Or... Ooh, that's a... That's a bug. I would call that a persuasion check if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, I should get more shit. Oh, no. Oh, he's not first. He's not first. He's not first. 19 plus. Wait, where's my thing? Yes. 19. Don't even oh, need three. it. Plus three. Okay. I thought I had negatives for that. Gotta look up a stat block. Hold on. Oh, God. No way. It's, guys, it's never good when the DM needs to pull out a book. Oh, man. You just passed. Yes. He's trying to figure out how to help. Wait, I'm thinking. Not. I'm not saying this is red. But we're, we're not trying to be open with what we're doing i don't know what we're doing to be honest but this is something that actually while they were having those conversations this is something i wanted to kind of check in with kothak because i don't think i know about the stewards so i would ask kothak are those good guys how much do they know how much do we tell them i would like to ask that okay i think because you guys are security this is a thing that we can just kind of retcon in as you understanding People aren't supposed to know that the Gilded Lily is attached to Drogma's wing. It carries a stigma with it. Although they do a lot of good, there are a lot of people in the world who want them gone. So... Wait, aren't we like a delivery crew? Isn't that we hide and see if we do that? Yeah, so <laughs> what, you were, what you know is that no one's supposed to know that you're actually attached with that faction. You are a privateer vessel, which is <clears throat> the official word for a mercenary ship. Uh-huh. And by mercenary, I don't necessarily mean violence. I mean, you take jobs for pay. That is your guise. As far as you're concerned, you're a privateer vessel, and you were hired to recover some goods for a person. And that's what you're doing. You were supposed to recover the cannon and the black powder. And you were looking for the captain of the person that stole the goods. Wait, did we actually take the barrel of black powder? Did we blow it up? No, you took it. Oh. And put yeah. it on the ship. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, so we'll cut right back in. Junrock is assessing everyone here. And I appreciate that you are willing to help us get back to shore. But I ask again, why were you back at the abandoned waypost where all these creatures were? If anyone would like to roll an insight check, I might be able to give you something. I have low wisdom and I think what Donna is going to do is just going to say, we were going to retrieve something important and other people were there as well and the creatures attacked us and that's it uh, i will take you up on that insight check offer okay first you roll me an insight check okay uh that is I 14 roll? 14 okay with a 14 you notice junok has been quiet this whole time for the most part and now that the ship is kind of coming out in the open bay you notice right before he started talking to you he was all he was looking towards the docks And as he spun around and said this to all of you, there was a bit of an accusatory tone in his voice. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Tell me, where is your captain? Where? He's looking at you, Ioana. Um, Roll me a, well, first roll me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Because you're all on the deck of a stolen ship. Oh, we are. We are. We did still. There was only one ship in the bay. Disadvantage. Six. I am amazing at persuading people, especially when I'm not telling the truth. And when Jinrock says, where's your captain? I'm going to like point to Kothak and say, like, that's our captain right there. All right. So I will tell you this in full earnest and honesty. I know this ship is not yours because I personally spoke with 
Captain Galahad when he parked the ship in our dock. The only ship. Galahad, Galahad. Who are you? Where have you come from? And why have you unleashed a plague of monsters upon the jungle that we care for? We did. Oh, those are all. Those are all they very are good there. questions. All very good questions. Um. <laughs> That's I it. was. I was gonna try and like redirect it, but I don't have a clue. Hey, and hey. so. <laughs> Riley started talking, so I'm not saying anything. I'm assuming Riley has it. Riley is the talking those are all, here. Those are all very important and very great questions. But you see, the thing is... Uh, think, wow. Riley, think. Is I think you should get back home and warn your people about this plague that we did not unleash. It was already there. Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of like we stumbled we upon the wreckage. We found the plague. We did not unleash it. We found it. As Riley says, you should go home and warm your fat. You feel Kothak's hand on your shoulder. If you say another word, that will sound a lot like a threat, and we are not threatening these people. Junrock looks towards Kothak and he says, "We were hired to retrieve an item stolen by Cap- Captain Galahad. The cargo was easier to take by taking the ship." Galahad was a criminal. And Junrock, his brow is kind of furrowed. And Kothak says, what I'm about to do will mean you no harm, but it will show you the truth of the matter. And he reaches down in his pocket. You see Junrock, his hand is like on the hilt of one of his swords. And Kothak pulls out a sending stone and he says, Vava, uncloak the ship. And off in the distance, you just see the gilded lily materialize out of thin air. And Junrock kind of gives a knowing nod so Galahad brought those things to this place. And Kothak just nods. Where is Galahad now? And he kind of looks around to the whole group assessing this. Because the tension in the air feels like a conflict is about to break out. Do any of you do or say anything? I say the creatures destroyed him. If you see him in the jungle, it's not him. It's a doppelganger. As soon as Kothak took over, Raleigh just eyes wide, just shaking his head. Yes, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. What he said. Understood. I will permit you one day on our shores. After that, I wish you to be gone. And Junrock steps onto the dinghy with Kiali, which you guys didn't catch. She had ducked down, and you can see her pulling back a crossbow, which she had leaning in between the slats of the railing leveled at Kovac. <laughs> Oh, shit. And and Junrock steps down, and as the boat, you see Kothak reach over and grab the winch, and he starts to lower it. How are we going to get the the robot back? I feel like that's not important. (laughs) At least Kothak doesn't seem seem to think that it's important. Red's asking, like, wait, don't we... Well, you guys could use your jumps and jump across again and row it back. And just row it back. We'll figure something out. I just wanted to know the logistics of this. Sorry. Red, Junrock, um... Can my associate go with you to return the robot? And Junrock says, yes. And he kind of looks to you, Red. Expensive. Do you climb in? Yeah, I climb in. The boat is lowered and Kiali and Ignatius take the time to row the boat towards the shore. It makes landfall on the beach and they all step out and Junrock looks to you and just kind of nods. Do you do anything? That was a really awkward boat ride, but I'm going to ask to make it more awkward. How much do you guys pay? Ask him for a friend. <laughs> Roll me a persuasion check. God damn it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
It's an it's a fairly innocuous question, so the DC is not high. Got a ten plus three. Oh, that's fine. Junrock says there is no pay involved with our work, but in service of the stewards, your housing, your food, it's all paid for. Assuming you can, you know, control yourself and not take everything we have. Why do you ask? Ask him for a friend, and I start like rolling backwards. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that no pay? I just like my brain just shut off, and I was like, huh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, he starts rowing back quickly, and but so you start rowing back, and our view kind of pulls away from the rowboat as we see red rowing further and further, becoming a dot on the horizon as it gets closer and closer to the shattered herald. In the distance behind it, silhouetted by the sky, which is now turning a faint orange, is the gilded lily, and our view settles on the ship. There are these two ships parked in the bay of Strider's Landing as our adventurers have to figure out where they're going to go next on this kind of grand adventure. Hey, adventurers. If you'd like more where that came from, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser, or iTunes, or, you know, just sharing us with your friends. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to anyone who will listen. Now, you can also support us directly by buying merch from our Redbubble. We have fun stickers, t-shirts, and a poster of our official character art. That you'll find linked in our description. Every dollar you spend in that store goes directly to supporting our show, specifically the hosting costs for our website and the podcasts. You know, Hosting isn't free, and it's not really that cheap either. So if you'd like to help out, stop by. You'll find the link in this episode description. If you want to learn more about the show or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. This episode, we featured names provided by Poems by Cheyenne and a listener known only as Hound. Thanks for the names, and please keep on sending them in. The more the merrier, and the less I have to be flustered when my players go, <gasps> What's your name? This week, I'd like to give a shout-out to Rolling Misadventures, a wonderful fiasco actual play podcast that has been a longtime friend of our show. What happens when you take a group of podcasters and force them to play tabletop role-playing games? You end up with Rolling Misadventures, a podcast that tiptoes between actual play and improvised audio drama. Tune in for two episode story arcs across your favorite genres. From a Western love story. Your ex-husband is fighting with your current husband again. To mobster family drama. I think he's been running with your with your boy Nixon. Oh, you know better than to say that name around here. Nixon ain't no member of my family, all right? And even a musical theater production. That's fine. If you want to be known as Leaf, the man who sang Love is a Pomeranian, I am totally fine with that. The only guarantee here is that everything will end in a total fiasco. Find us at rollingmisadventures.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get back to the show. Now we're going to cut back in on the deck of the Gilded Lily. In the distance, the sky is turning a purplish-orange as the sun hasn't quite started to rise yet, but it's making its way up. And you're all kind of standing in the hull of the ship while it's anchored here, just waiting. And Ioana, you hear a... 
Oh, our prisoner! Okay, <laughs> I am going to remove the seven heavy barrels. I pushed over the hatch and open it up. Inside you see a frightened individual. They are, if I remember my notes correctly here, gonna die. A human male, short crew cut red hair, freckled face, is looking up at all of you. Where am I? Ah, uh, you are our prisoner and you will tell us everything you know about Galahad's operations and his allies and intentions. Roll me an intimidation check. I am really not good at this. <laughs> what? Flex your muscles. Flex as you do it. Yes, flex. I am flexing very much 11. <laughs> you can use strength for intimidation if you'd like. Ooh, okay. So in this case, I am proficient. So it would be uh, additional four. So 15. Okay, I'm going to roll. Where's Galahad? He is dead. His eyes go wide. Please don't kill me. Please. We will not, but you just have to tell us everything you know. Uh, he... Um, he's... He's the captain of our... Our ship? He... Um, he's really, really bad at cards. And we were looking for with something in the jungle. An artifact, I, I think. And then all these things started... He's like hyperventilating, starting to panic. Let's forget about the things for a moment. What were you looking for and why? <laughs> I am kind of like checking in, like looking at Riley all the time because Riley is the one who convinces people to do things and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, am I doing it correctly? Like, hmm, huh? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you look all to the side, he looks off to the left and the right and sees all of you along with Kothak standing around. And then he passes out. Oh, oh I've oh, been no. there. <laughs> I think we should take him upstairs. Get some I, fresh air. I look at Riley and I say, I don't think I should be the one talking to prisoners. Oh. If we have any other prisoners, I, I don't think I am very effective at this job. Well, you get doing... the hang of it. Doing a great job. If we want them to be unconscious and non-responsive, then I'm doing a fantastic I... job, but I would like some answers, maybe. Oh, that's oh. what I'm going for. No, no, no. I, I, I think that it's just... You didn't make him pass out. It's just that you left him in a hole and he might not have a lot of oxygen. <laughs> we should just get him upstairs and... I kind of forgot. Sorry. I mean, I don't think anyone knew he was here except you. Maybe you should work on that. But we should get him upstairs. He probably needs mayor. Yes, and then you can be very nice to him, and then he will tell you everything he knows. Well, try. Can I punch him if he doesn't answer? I mean, Us, I think he answered. is a. F I think that the being mean well, to him has already been covered. How about oh, this? How big is your hand compared to his face? I like trying to palm his head. Is it like... <laughs> like Kothak, as you put your hand near his head, Kothak reaches forward and slaps your hand and it smacks him in the face. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And he wakes up. <laughs> oh, oh. I'll, I'll, I'm down. Come down. I've been where you are, man. And 
you gotta calm your breathing or you're gonna pass out again. Persuasion check, please. Oh, you said persuasion? Yep. You're plus six crazy. 16. Okay. Yay. As you say this, he kind of sees all these big, strong people around him and then sees little O'Reilly. And O'Reilly. He like looks Riley in the face and his breathing starts to come. Are you you their leader? Yes, he is our leader. I'm their leader, yes. (laughs) One of you see Kothak's eyes roll. I I laugh a little. Yeah. Uh Yep. Our leader. Um, Is he tied up? Yeah, he's still tied up. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna... Okay, let's... I didn't tell them to tie you up. I'm sorry. I'll undo his bindings or whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna undo his bindings and kind of... Okay, I can do this. This is him thinking. I can do this. And I will kind of put one arm over his shoulder and kind of lead him up. Let's get you some air, big guy. I have no idea. Is he bigger than me? Same size, roughly. I'm still going to say big guy. Come on, let's get you some air, big guy. I'm following closely behind in case big guy is just pretending to be panicked and has bad intentions. So, yeah, we'll make our way above to the top deck. You bring him up to the top deck, and as you're walking him up, finally, first you notice his breathing calms down because he starts to recognize where the U.S. are. What ha- what happened? It, um, is Galahad? Where where's what's Galahad? Where's there's Aurora? Um. Well, first, 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 first. What's your name? Damn it! It took you a little. <laughs> I was literally clicking on the tab that says "Hello, my name is." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine if it takes a while because he's he's kind of packed it a little bit still. Um, my name's Joel. Joel Trisk. Trisk, okay. Well, hi. Uh, I'm I'm O'Reilly with a W. Um, let's let's play a little game here, uh, Joel. Uh, how about you start the story of what you remember all the way until you can't remember, and then we'll finish. Does that sound fun? I like games. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that sounds. I like games. He's yeah. like still seems really kind of disoriented and still kind of in this panic spiral. But you're helping. Um. Insight check if he likes games. All right. <laughs> Insight check if he likes games, not if he's a panic murderer pretending to be. No, if he likes games. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, you can. I'm not going to stop you. Plus. Ooh, that's a 14. I've been rolling the same numbers. Today. Okay. He seems genuinely thrown off kilt and panicked. You notice a distinct difference between the way he responded and the way Aurora responded to interrogation? Aurora was extremely resistant and like aggressive towards you. And this person is just frightened, frightened and confused. And they don't know what's going on. Probably not mind controlled. Me, me and the captain and uh, Drez, we we went out, we went into the jungle. Um, We took a little dinghy from this ship. Where you found, where's the rest of the crew? Uh, We'll play a game here. Uh, Keep on story time. Okay, okay. Um, Galahad was, he was looking for a weapon. Yeah, yeah, some, some magic thing out in the jungle. He said a friend of his needed it. This is strange. We normally just, like, transport food and materials. We've never done any kind of weapon work. But, yeah, he was, he was supposed to come, come pick up that weapon. Some artifact. We couldn't find it, though. That place was a mess. 
And then the, his eyes go wide to some, to those things. Who are all of you? Hey, can someone get this man a cup of water? I'll start him off with to get some water. Okay, you go off, and he seems to still be pretty calm. What would you all like to do right now? I'm sitting uh, stone here. I am hanging behind Riley's shoulder to kind of make sure that he has backup in case this guy has okay. some actually other ideas. Is Kothak in the room with us? Well, you guys are up on the deck now. Kothak is here kind of observing. And as Red runs off... Is Lily visible? It's in the distance. Yeah, uncloaked. Okay. I'm just pacing around the deck, watching him. Kothak says, we um, we found your ship. Um, your crew was doing something not so great, and um, they were hurting people. So we dispatched the crew and took the ship. We were hired to track down your crew. They hurt people? What do you mean? They attacked a man and stole all of his work. And he goes, that, that, that doesn't sound like the captain. I mean, you did say that he was acting odd pretty much with, uh, you know, going to retrieve weapons of of some sort. And usually you don't do that. So, uh, yeah, your captain wasn't uh, all there. Can I inside check his surprise? Yeah. Mm. Poor fella. 16 minus 2, 14. You don't necessarily see surprise, but you do get a sense of, like, kind of conflict and confusion. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he he was acting kind of funny. And 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 to be frank, those uh, things, as you put it, um, pretty much dispatched your captain and whoever else was there. But we saved you. Uh, that's a plus. Oh, my God. Am I the only one alive? Oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, he looks at you, Red. That was a genuine, like... Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I thought you were doing it to, like, nudge him. Yeah, right? Oh, uh, no, no. Um, Aurora is alive, too. Yay! Oh, um, that's good. Aurora's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty cool when she's not shooting us full of arrows. Um, anyway. By the way, this kid looks like he is young. Somewhere between the age of 18 and 20. You, can, you might be able to tell by the fact that his voice is still cracking constantly. Oh, but so is Riley's. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny! I kind of want to lean over Riley's shoulder and say, uh, the thing that Galahad had you searching for, did he describe it? Um, not really. So he just told you, find the thing that you don't know what it looks like? He said that there was there was a chest. Wait, I remember the chest. It was in the bottom of the river. It was already open. He said it would be in the chest. Oh. And I would man. know it when I saw it. You don't have... He didn't tell you why you were looking for it? You just said giving it to a friend, right? Is the friend? Here we were. We were just hired to pick it up. Oh, okay. Do you know for where who? you were? Oh, yeah. For who? Um, he's kind of like... You can see he's squinting and thinking really hard. I, I don't know who. Um, I know he went to meet with a guy in the Undercity right before we left. And then he came back. He was, like, acting really, like, stern and strange. And he just told us to pack everything up and then we, we would go here. I, I'm going to be... I don't know who it was. I'm, I'm just a deckhand. Oh, it, that's, it's, it's okay. It's okay if you don't know. Like, it's, it's my job to tie the ropes and, you know, scrub the decks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe, how about 
do you know where you were supposed to drop it back off at, in the undercity as well or somewhere else hmm. I, I don't know Listen. i think aurora might know that okay they told me to bring uh, uh they sent me to the store i had to buy uh two weeks worth of rations i don't know where we were going but i know it was going to be gone for two weeks i told my mom um well don't worry we'll get you back to your mom like you see a warm smile kind of cross over his face Good, I don't like being on boats. Oh, really? Yeah, we. Uh, I got this job through my uh, my aunt, her friend. Oh, okay. Well, thought I could make some easy money. No such thing as easy money, kid. He yeah. He looks around the empty ship deck, wide-eyed. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go to sleep now? Not good for the rest of the trip. There's a surprise for you when we bring you back to your mom. Okay. He looks pretty shaken. Roll me another persuasion check with advantage. Thank God, because I just rolled a nat one. Oof. So with persuasion, 17. Oh, wait, no. 19. Ooh, okay. I rolled a three. So he says, all right. Okay. Uh, well, here, come on. Yeah, you want some sleep? We can. You can have my room. And I lead him down to my room. Okay, well, first you're on the Shattered Herald. So as you say this... Kothak has kind of walked away and has started to steer the ship. And we're going to fast forward a little bit. You manage to get the ship anchored next to the lily and the plank is across and everyone kind of makes their way onto the home ship. Kothak begins to organize the crew to leave first thing tomorrow morning. He kind of goes around to each one of you individually and says, I'd like to have a meeting, um, discuss our plan of action within the hour, um, my quarters. Is there anything you guys would like to accomplish before the meeting? Not for no. me, at least. There's one thing. I would like to check if Aurora has woken up, because when we were leaving, she was still out of it. And if, as we expected, she doesn't actually remember anything. Okay, you make your way down to the crew room where Aurora is being held. You know the quarters. You know for a fact that this room doesn't have a window, so she doesn't have a way out. And the door is barred on your side. How would you like to approach this? So nobody has spoken to her. It's it's just me. Yep. Okay. In this case, if, if nobody has spoken to her yet, I would like somebody to be there with me because I know she knows mind controlling magic and going there alone would be a very bad idea. Okay. I'll, I'll go, go with you. Joanna, Zira, and Red have made their way down to the quarters. Riley too. Okay. So the whole party's here. We all go. And Riley too. And uh, oh, Riley. And in front of you is the door with a wooden bar slatted across it from your side. Okay, I knock on the door uh, loudly to make sure that if she is like asleep or doing something, she uh, is awake. I don't wait for come in. I just I just mm -hmm. open the door and come in. You open the door and it swings inward. As it does, you see that Aurora is awake. She was sitting on the bed, just kind of head on her knees, kind of curled up. And as the door opens, her eyes kind of open wide and she scoots backwards against the wall. Hi, do you remember all of us? She looks across all of you. I wave. You're from the... not him. You're from the... She's like trying to grasp at a word that she can't quite find. The armor. The forge. In the city. Yes, that's where we met for the first time. Do you remember what you were doing there? Uh, no, I just, I just have images. Can I roll an insight check if she is shitting us Ooh, or if she ahead. actually doesn't remember anything? I am bad at this, but but that's a 17. Woohoo! So I countered this with a persuasion check. Not because she's aware, 
and like actively trying to lie to you, but because I want to see how her demeanor comes off in comparison to your insight. Sure. When she was looking at all of you and like fumbling for a pretty common word, you could tell there was some kind of struggle there. Like she's actively trying to recall information and it's right out of her grasp. Like every time she's doing it, she's getting there. And you can kind of see that this this whole thing is kind of taking you aback because you're expecting her to still be aggressive and flighty and like dodging, but she's not. But does it seem like she's having trouble remembering what happened or is she actually struggling to remember words? Is it basically what I'm trying to, to, to figure out? Is it a person whose memory has been messed with or a person who actually has like, you know, uh, basically brain damage of some sort and doesn't know how to express ideas that she remembers? It feels like a bit of both. Because the fact that she remembered oh, no. something from her vision, you can see that. Like, you can see that there's recognition there, but it took her a minute to reach it. But the fumbling for, like, the standard where you can tell that whatever control this thing had on her, it's scrambled her a little. Like, she might be recovering, this might be a permanent thing, you don't know, but there seems to be a genuine drawback to this. And she's, like, actively trying to struggle through it. Because your insight was crazy high. I kind of look at the rest of the party. I don't think we can ask her any useful questions while she's in this <clears throat> state. I asked her. So you don't remember uh, slicing my throat? Yeah, you kind of did. She's looking you up and down. I, I remember your face. Was I angry? Yeah. Did I do that to you? Mm, yeah. Laying out dead, you know, no big deal. You can see a bit of worry on her face. It's like they're plain as day. I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. How did you get involved with Galahad and this crew? You can see her again, like, thinking, trying to reach. I've been with Galahad for the better part of five or six years? Yeah, that five, five or six years, roughly. Damn. When was the time when you have trouble remembering things? Because I can see there are things that are difficult for you to remember. They happened recently, but like things that you were doing three years ago or a year ago or two months ago, is there a point where, where it changes for you? She's like thinking, uh, a, year, a year ago, we were working for the Emporo. Two years before that, we were a conservation vet. The, the stuff that's far away is really easy to remember. Can you pinpoint what is difficult to remember? I want to say that... What, what, okay, what did I do last week? And she's thinking, um, it's really hard to recall anything recent, I think. It feels, when I think about the stuff that's close, it's recent, it feels like I'm looking at a, looking at, looking through a telescope the wrong way. Everything is blurry and it just images, but they're all disconnected. I don't know what they are. I don't know why they are. And she's like thinking and thinking, New Bismuth. We were, okay, we were in New Bismuth. Yeah, ask about the Undercity. Maybe that'll get her to jog her memory. Okay. Uh, do, you, do, do you remember being in the Undercity? You said you went to the Smith, right? That's where you met us. That's where you saw us. But do you remember anything else before that in the Undercity of New Bismuth? Hmm. Undercity, that's familiar. I don't quite remember why I was at, I, again, it's an image. I just remember seeing the inside of the forge and seeing, seeing you. Oh, 
she like smacks her face on her forehead. The plunge, I remember the plunge. We we came to the city for a break, you know, in between contracts. We, we were docked for, th and she's like thinking of the date for, th for three weeks. Three weeks we were docked. I remember seeing the plunge and she's like thinking again. We went out for drinks afterwards and we met this and she's like fumbling again. You can actively see her starting to lose grasp. We met a guy, a person. We met s someone at, and, at the portal, at, at the tavern. And that is where things changed? Yeah, you can see her, you can actively see her trying to fight through this. He, he needed us for work. We had to go pick up something. He, and then you can see a bit of recognition on her face and a little bit of fear. He pulled out an ambulance and I picked it up and managed it. Nothing. I keep, everything after that is a blur. Okay. Okay. What did we do? Do we know how long ago the plunge was? You guys left. You've been traveling for about 10 days. So from mm -hmm. here, the plunge would have been about three weeks ago, which again, okay. for the audience, the plunge is a, the annual competition that's held in New Bismuth or the Venture Association. So you robbed a smith. Oh no. You took a dangerous weapon on board of your ship. You sailed here and you went, Galahad went searching for an artifact. Probably the thing that you were supposed to be picking up for somebody. And uh, that's when we caught up to you. You can see her thinking. And Red, she looks at you and I am so sorry. Uh, it's, it's 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 fine. You know, I feel kind of bad if I try and kill you now. Cause... It's not. I need, I need to fix this. I need to... I'm better than... I need to undo what we did. How can I help? Well, in short term, somebody else probably will want to ask you some additional questions. And in the long term, we have to talk to our captain. But there's this thing that was kind of released in the jungle as the consequence of your boss going to look for this thing so maybe this is something that needs some help with and i can't even look at riley at this point the jungle where are we on the water if she's looking at riley riley's giving her two big thumbs up like keep going yes <laughs> you got, you're doing good oh my god <laughs> the jungle where and she's thinking striders did we make it to striders landing you remember yeah, did we make it to striders landing yeah. yeah, this is this is your friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right. Uh, I need a map. Can we get to a map? I'm getting a fuzzy, a fuzz, of remembering some. She's still struggling to remember it. Stay here, and I'm gonna run upstairs and get Vapa because she has maps, and she may also know some magic that will help her remember. Okay, so you find Vapa pretty quickly. She was actually on her way to Kothak's quarters for the meeting. You run up to her and grab her. Whoa, you want that? Is everything all right? Uh, we've been talking to Aurora, and it seems that she um, can remember some things that happened to her when she was infected by this strange thing. And uh, she says she needs a map. She says she remembers something that can help us. Um, okay, I will get. I will gather my maps. Bring her up here. Kothaku should be a present too. We can loop this right into our meeting. Okay. Okay, I will get everybody, including her, to the meeting. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to run below decks again and tell everybody that they all, including Aurora, need to get to Kothak's quarters. Okay, 
So we're going to fast forward a little bit here. At this point, you have all assembled into Kothak's quarters. The large planning table with the map of the Drogma Coast is laid out before you. There are some kind of heavy weights. You notice that holding down one corner of the map is like a big heavy picture frame with a painting in it. And you know, there's like disabled lanterns and things of that sort to kind of weigh it down to stop it from recurling back up. And you are all standing around this map with Aurora kind of standing beside you all sheepishly. She's like nervously thumbing at her forearm. And Kothak says, so uh, it seems you're remembering. And she nods her head a little. She's looking down at the map and she's like kind of puts her hands out and starts to pour over it. Kothak and Vapa are watching pretty intensely. I don't remember an exact fuzzy image. And you see her kind of squinting her eyes. Uh, t- telescope, do, do any of you have a, a spyglass? This is going to sound stupid, but I think it might work. I'm like looking around like shit, shit, shit. Somebody had it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, somebody it. took it. <laughs> oh, you stole it. I stole it, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, shit, do you really need this right now? The one that broke and I fixed with mending. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll pull out this, 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 this spyglass. She takes it from your hand. Do you have any like guilt on your face or like frustration? Just like a make sure you give it back to me when you're done. Okay. Nobody seems to take any notice to that, but she takes the spyglass and flips it around the wrong way and starts looking at the map. And she's pouring up and down the coast from the southern tip all the way up to the Marin Isles off to the east. And she's looking very closely around the New Bismuth Bay where the city is perched on the, the coastline. And she like looks at it very closely here and takes the spyglass away and points to a region of jungle north. We were going somewhere around here. It's probably about two or three days travel just by your general knowledge and kind of the scale of the map, but it's north of the city in the jungle. You were going there after you got the... Yeah, I don't know when, how we were supposed to get there or what we were there for. I, ha- I, remember, a, I remember a map with a pin on it. Hmm, interesting. We were supposed to take our, our haul, whatever we took. I think we were supposed to take it there. Would you all like to discuss? Hmm. Can we insight check that? Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised nobody did. I don't want to be the one with my negative two. <laughs> I got I a got neg- a- I got four minus two. So two. <laughs> I, I, I got a 15 plus zero, which is 15. I got a 17. That is my fifth 17 that I've got. 14. I keep rolling 11s and threes. She seems really genuine about this, mostly because before this, she was kind of sheepish and like stumbling. But when she tried this little spyglass thing, she seems excited, like accomplished. Like she just figured something out that helped her. Hmm. Okay. What were you guys doing up there? What were you guys going to do up there? I I think whatever we were, whatever we were sent out to get, we were supposed to take it there. Maybe that's where the guy, the, the, the person we met, they're so blurry. The, per- the person we met in the tavern, maybe that's where he was from. And Kothak speaks up and says, the tavern. All right, um, Vapa, Aurora, thank you. This is useful information. Vapa, can you take her back to her quarters? Uh, Aurora, I, for your safety, we are going to keep it barred. We don't know if that thing still has influence on you. And she just kind of nods her head. And Vapa, do you have any other questions for her? Which tavern? The portal. I know the portal. That's a good spot. Yeah. They got the two for Tuesdays. Yeah. Two for Tuesdays. Two for Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Their wings are so good. So good. I mean, they're to die for. A two for Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is Tuesday even a thing in this universe? Yeah. I think for convenience sake, we're just going to stick with our world names. Oh, That's easier. For now. I haven't written one up yet because Asperon's always growing as I play games. 
So with that last question, Vapa escorts her out and a few minutes later, she comes back. If any of you want to converse and have thoughts on what, how you want to approach this, go hog wild right now. Okay. I mean, I, obviously we got to go to where they were going to meet that person. Yeah. Because right? they're not yeah. going to be in, they're not going to be where they met at the portal because they're like, yo. Somebody will be expecting them to deliver this thing. Somebody will be there to... Uh, accept exactly. the delivery, right? They yep. want to be at the place where they made the order. Did he show us where it was on the map? Not physically. Like uh, they were... two, three north days of... north of New Bismuth. She said above okay. the city. She said she wants to fix it and wants to do something about it. And I don't think I would feel comfortable taking her with us to work on this, but there is another aspect that needs fixing that's right here, right now. And that is the threat that we released into the jungle. So if she and maybe Joe also would be interested in staying with the stewards. Yeah. I, I would at least suggest it because Joel seems to be a kid who doesn't know what to do with himself. Right. Right. But he's also terrified of, of those oh, oozes. I promised him that we would take him. Take him to the mom, or to his mom. Okay, so yeah, we're taking Joel to New Bismuth with us. So yeah, we'll sure. have to pass by New Bismuth. Um, yeah. And we can just drop him off. And then uh, we have to deliver the cannon? The cannon? I the, thought the, that was staying no, with us. No, the cannon was for us. The arcane cannon wasn't for us, I don't think. I think he was just making that. We drop him off. Oh, oh, God. Guys, 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 I got an idea. Why don't we set him up with a job at the Smith? He apprenticing, hates the sea. Apprenticing at the blacksmith shop, it would be a very good job for him. Yeah, he hates the sea. and Or he doesn't like the sea. And yeah, it works, man. So, Vapa returns back to Kothak's chambers. And you all kind of stand here around the map. And Kothak starts to walk around the map, kind of looking at it, thinking. To set the scene, at this point, the sun has risen. And the morning sunrise is pulling through the window and kind of bathing this whole room in an orange glow. Everything in here is orderly, clean. All the books are stacked neatly. Kothak's desk is cleaned off. His bed is even set. And you all kind of stand around this large vellum map on the table. Vapa is currently placing a pin just a few days north of New Bismuth somewhere. And she's placing a pin where you currently are. And she's kind of measuring out distances. And Kothak says, all right, so what do we know? What did we learn from this encounter with Galahad? He's kind of looking to all of you. Wait a second. Before, before we go into that, I think you kind of undersold the job that we were getting hired for. Last time I checked, we were fighting an interdimensional being that takes over people's minds. There's also apparently an ancient dragon involved somehow yeah. in this situation. I knew we were muscle. At least muscled, peripherally. Oh, right? uh, the... Okay, the the Twisted King. We, my best guess, based on the fact that, okay, as I mentioned before, some members of our faction had gone missing. We hadn't been able to contact them. Our encounter with Galahad and that wreckage has confirmed at least one of my suspicions. There was an artifact on that ship associated with this cult. And I think the previous cap, one of our captains that went missing had it on his ship. And I know this because one of the forms that creature took to try and persuade us was the skin of the captain, a man I knew pretty well, two teeth. If that thing has him and his ship is a wreckage and he has an artifact of that cult, 
they must have assimilated him and his crew. Our faction in particular have had some squabbles with another faction, and we didn't learn who they were until recently. We would have clashes with anonymous ships that didn't seem to have a goal on the open sea. Namelit, people who weren't necessarily associated with any jurisdiction or kingdom, would look for other members of our faction. Captains, they would go for them in the cities. There had been maybe an assassination attempt or two against one of our captains, but it was never official. I apologize deeply for not preparing you for the gravity of this conflict. In all honesty, I did not expect to encounter the cult. If you remember, I sent you on a routine shopping job. Yeah, it turned out to be less routine. What I do know and what I can say is that if you wish to continue traveling with us, our future will be rough. We will be in danger, but I can tell you with every ounce of certainty in my soul that we will be doing something to make the world a better, safer place. I understand absolutely if none of you, or if any of you, wish to leave. Our last group of security on the ship did the same thing. They helped us fight the cult. They helped us have a few quarrels with it, and we, and they inevitably left as well. I think I need to stay. And I kind of look at Vapa, and I say, the thing we talked about, the thing that I saw, mm-hmm. I I think this is important. And uh, there's something that happened when we were fighting this creature in the jungle that I don't understand at all. I don't know what happened to me. It was like ghostly shapes appearing. And I think I need to stay if I want to understand what is happening. And I think I can be of use. I I... I can help you, and I want to. You have been very useful so far. I just want to say that. Thank you. I just nod at Kothak. Everyone else? Well, you know, I'll stay. But maybe later on, somewhere in the near future, we can maybe talk about, you know, maybe paying us a little more, maybe? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like the sound of that. Again, I expected our next month or two to be simple jobs. Mostly reconnaissance, not active conflict. After today, you all deserve a hell of a lot more than you're being paid. Well, uh, well, my my mom always told me that there's magic out in the world and that all you have to do is look for it. And I've learned a lot about different types of magic just by being with you guys these last few days. So I've learned about uh, sigil magic that I, that I apparently can't learn. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> And, well, I think if I stay with you, I'll, I'll learn some more stuff, too. So, yeah, I, I think I'll stay. Okay. If that's okay with you. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to stay here. All of you. And Red, he looks to you. How about you? He's leaning against the wall, biting his nails. I don't... I don't know if this is, this is, this is for me. I'm all, I'm all for the, the big, you know, saving the world kind of thing. But it's... Doesn't seem like a battle, like a fight right now. I I understand that. I'm not big picture. I can't really see. Can't really see the the trees for the leaves. You know. That doesn't make any sense, right? No, it's. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, the, see the tree for the leaf. Mm-mm. Just because you say it again, you want to leave? <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. Can't see the, the leaf leaves. for the tree. You're the ant. The tree. The leaf. What? Is, you're the. In this metaphor, I guess, an ant sees a leaf. They know the leaf. The leaf is simple. It's small. It's close. It's theirs. But they might not quite 
be ready to grasp the whole forest yet. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I was, I'm looking very confused. Hey. Uh huh. Regardless of odd metaphors, I absolutely understand and respect your decision. I think I'm gonna clean up our little mess with the uh, the jellies, little slime thingies. Might help out them for a bit. And then he'll come back. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you answered that for me, but that's not the like. I don't. I don't think that's the answer that I was gonna say. But yeah. I I'm kind of gonna like step up to Red and say, uh, I I'm I'm really glad that that you want to do that because um, the thing that we released into this jungle it is terrible and dangerous and I, I know people who call this jungle their home and I think that if if we don't do anything to clean this mess up that there might be something terrible coming out of it in the long run so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that you wish to do that and um, maybe if if we are finished with our task then maybe we can come over and and help you with that and help you finish it faster so that you can continue on with whatever else it is that you would like to do yeah who knows what the the future has in store and I walk over to Sam put my hands on the, on her shoulders like listen Listen, we, we, might, we might cross paths again. We will cross paths again. How about that? You said might. Hmm? You... Might, yes. Um, no, I, then I said will. Did you... So the, the, the switch up? I see. I see. It was an autocorrect. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, automatically corrected myself after I made the mistake. Ooh, what kind of magic is that? Um, it's called a brain dumbass. It's <laughs> <laughs> common sense, jeez. Um... And then I walk over to Riley and, and I, I give I give him my spyglass. I think did it's they, worth a lot of money. Did they give it back to you? I, I told him to give it yeah, back to me afterwards. Let's assume they did. Oh, okay. Left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it here, like I hand them my spyglass. It's fucking Vapa's spyglass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you had your own spyglass. I like carved my initials in there too, like on my spare time. Oh, God. Um, like listen, listen, buddy. Take take care of this for me, and uh, and when I see you again, just don't break it and give it back. All right. I was just gonna say, you realize I'm the one who dropped it in the first place. Uh, I can fix it if you break it. Yeah, don't just don't don't it lose will be it. Fine. Don't lose it. That's that's my biggest concern. All right. I don't know why. I uh, just imagine you going, don't break it this time, and you just toss it to him, and he just he fumbles it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was close. Oh god. No, oh, god. No, I, Mm, uh, I'm like second guessing. Should I give it to him? Should I not give it to him? <laughs> I'm actually gonna flip a coin. Heads. Oh, that's a double-sided coin. Why do I have a double-sided? You can't take it back. <laughs> yep. Heads. I don't question it, and tails. I do. Wait, that coin was the same on both sides. Okay, I don't question it. <laughs> I, I let you. you no, know, nope, you just. We haven't done any coin flips, have we? Right. <laughs> and Red did that. Mm. In, in front of everyone, just like flip the coin. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you can um, hold on to it. Oh, thank you. Well, no, Kofak was gonna let you keep it. Uh, well, Red. I know. Oh, he knew about it the whole time. Of course he knew. Yeah. About it. Ooh, he <laughs> sees course. all. He knows all. I'm gonna miss you. You were one of my first friends. You know that. And I, I do. I really appreciate you, getting, getting us this job. 
yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, I did do that. Yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. Um, and I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll whisper to him. I'll keep our little secret a secret. What's in a wink? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm ignoring all this. Okay. Uh, well, I got nothing for you though. Oh, I don't know about any secrets. I just want to say that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Mm -hmm. I, I will try, but I think I'm the only one here that's like knocked on death's door. So I can't really promise anything. Oh, no. Well, it, I would give you another potion, but I'm all out. Ah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I'll, I'll find one around here and just um, ask for it before I leave. Yes. So as you're saying this, you watch Kothak kind of reach into his satchel, which is sitting on the desk, and he's like rummaging around. And he pulls out a small pouch. It's like silver. And he reaches it out to hand it to you. Thank you for your service to us and along with helping all of your friends. Mm -hmm. I don't, Thank you. I don't know much about fate, but I know what happened has happened, so we wouldn't be here in this moment without you. Thank you. Don't make me tear up. It was sweet. Okay, so this is funny. He hands you the pouch, and when it lands in your hand, roll me a perception check. Why perception? Fifteen minus two, thirteen. You hear the jingle of coin. Ooh! But it's a jingle you have you covet because you don't hear it often. Platinum coins make a different sound when they clink into each other. Ooh! He's the richest one of us all. Yeah, the tears just like go right back in my eye. I, I, I'm not even crying anymore. Just yes, 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 yes. And he says, "This is standard. These are given to anyone who leaves service with us, dead or alive, as you are right now." Dead. Whoa! Whoa! Okay. <laughs> Look, I've had I've had crew members do some pretty stupid stuff, all right? <laughs> mm, yeah. I am greatly encouraged by the fact that what we did apparently doesn't qualify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at Sim when we just like Yeah, we did some really stupid shit. Hey, hey. But they don't know, right? Oof. They don't know, they don't know. Look, I have I have stories. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about them someday. But red inside that pouch, you will find a hefty sum of money to keep yourself afloat for a while. And a single stone carved in it is the symbol of Drogma's wing. If you need us, okay. focus on me while you hold it. It contains a charge of magic that will send me a message. If you find okay. yourself in need, you can use it to contact us. Alright. Fancy. I, I go over to Red and I, I hand him my pencil and I tell him, you gotta, you gotta keep this with you, alright? This is, this is my favorite pencil. Never ever lose it. And then I push it onto him. And myself onto him. <laughs> Whoa there. Whoa. Whoa okay. In an embrace. In an embrace. Give him a hug. Okay. Oh, that's the type of embrace. Okay. <laughs> also give him a smooch. <laughs> I blush. <laughs> How do we see you're blushing? You have red fur. Well, you know, that's his secret. Yeah, yeah, I'm blushing. No one knows that I'm blushing. Yeah, Redbird covers it all. I'm sure I know. <laughs> okay. So with this, is there anything else you all would like to do to say your goodbyes? Yeah, actually, uh, because the, the, I, I, I just want to say, well, we have until morning to leave, right? And I kind of look at Kothak. Yeah, we do. Next morning, not today, not this morning, the next one. I, it's, it's the morning right now, so you got tomorrow. We still have one more night here. That is enough time to 
celebrate and then get better after a celebration. There is a number of wonderful drinks that I know with rum and wonderful fruit that you can find in the jungle. And I'm sure we can have a proper celebration uh, before we leave. And I even have a small trick that can uh, maybe make sure that you don't feel too bad the next morning. It's not cider, is it? I don't like that stuff. It is worse than cider, but I can get you the non-cider version. <laughs> I just, I prefer my juices, okay? Yes, pineapple juice will Ooh. be, there will be a lot of it, but there is also going to be rum. Red, how do you feel about rum? If it's a liquid, I'll drink it? No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god. Okay. <laughs> Did you drink some of that uh, jelly stuff that... I would have if we had some. Some of the cool right. I knew I, I should have taken samples. Should have taken samples. Damn that. it. I am going to make sure that Red is able to develop some higher standards for drinks <laughs> rather than if it's liquid, I will drink it. <laughs> hey, a free drink is a free drink. Okay, there's a tiny part of me that would love to end this episode with just the fading off of you guys joking and laughing because it's like a nice note. Mm-hmm. And I think we can finish off with that. Red, you kind of go pack up your belongings. Do you steal anything on the way out? I will try to steal. I mean, they just gave me a shit ton of money. So I'll steal something that's like not that valuable. Like sentimental. Steal the you know, I'll, I'll try and steal my spyglass back from Riley. <laughs> wow, do you it, are a it. horrible person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, hold You're on. You're a terrible person. <laughs> you said not valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's the question. Riley, do you keep the spyglass on you, like in your pockets? Do you put it in your room? Where does it go? Yeah, I would have put it on my person. Okay, so... This is this is going to be a test. Not like I'm, I'm really honest. While you were all collecting up your things, you meet up to head out to the bar. You can hear the seagulls calling out at the shore ahead of you. And you've kind of made landing on the beach on the little rowboat. Neil has come along, along with Nadia and Susanna. And they have both come, kind of come along with you. Kothak has given you all the night off. And how would you like to steal it from Rylan? Um, you said, shit, I just, you just said his name and I forgot it. Neil? Neil, Neil. I lost to Neil before, right, when we were gambling. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to try and steal some money from him. Okay. Roll me two sleight of hand checks. Okay. All right. Low. All right. Low. What's Neil's passive low. perception? Very low. 14 problem. plus 7. 21. <laughs> Is that for me or for Neil? I, he just said two. I don't know which one's which. A 10 plus seven. So you said Riley first. So, all right. So 21 for Riley and 17 for Neil. Flawless. Neither of them notice. Roll me a D6. Okay. Okay. Actually, two D6. Five and two. You get seven gold from Neil. He doesn't even notice. Later on at the bar, he's nice. going to get asked to get paid and be like, oh, what? No. <laughs> and you get it from Riley flawlessly. He doesn't even notice anything happens. Maybe you're walking down the beach and you kind of just sidle up behind him quietly in the sand, slip it out of his pocket. But you have a spyglass, which normally in D&D is a thousand gold pieces because they are crazy hard to make. In New Bismuth, you could get one for 500 easy. Really? There's an entire guild of wizards who exist just for construction. So Damn, like- to get one. It's a very magic city. So it is still expensive because the materials and lenses are time consuming to make, but mm-hmm. it's not quite a thousand gold. I mean, 500 gold is enough to keep like a family alive for 10 years, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I guess we would like leave each other in the morning. Mm-hmm. Can I still can I take the ship? Like, are they are you guys keeping this ship? Or oh, that's a good question. Like, Kothak, you, are you gonna want this or just gonna leave it in the water? Because I mean, I could take it. Kothak has come along. You, maybe you're at the bar, and this conversation comes up. Let's just zoom in. The bar is called Striders. It's perched on the beach. The walls are open and facing the sea. The warm breeze of this kind of nice day is kind of blowing in while you were all just under this thatched roof parked on the side of the ocean, enjoying drinks, and Kothak is sitting there next to you. So, 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 Kothak. Yeah? Are you, are you, you gonna keep the, uh, the other ship, or where can I have it? I was thinking about that. Striders Landing doesn't have any ships, and I don't think they get ships often. Our crew is at optimal capacity, so if we had to divide our crew between two ships, we'd be fighting with one arm behind our back. Galahad is dead, and you clearly know how to sail it. I think it's a fine fit. Thank you. He takes like a nice long sip of this big fruity drink with a little umbrella on the top. I've been I've been making umbrellas all night from like flowers, leaves, I love the pieces shit. of parchments. Uh, I was making all kinds of umbrellas and decorations, and everybody's drink looks like it's in seventeen different colors. Okay, so let's paint this little vignette. All of you are kind of sitting on these like lounge chairs, looking off onto the water with the bar behind you. With all your little sun drinks. And there's this huge, huge figure of Joanna, six foot four, crouched over the <laughs> bar, like putting together tiny little pieces <laughs> of stuff to construct the perfect garnish for a very colorful fruit drink. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. But yeah, he takes a sip. He says, you should have it. And what about the, um, the, the captive you have? What are you going to do with her? Aurora. Yeah, she seemed like she wanted to atone for her sins, and she could work for me. Well, not work for me. I mean, we would both work for someone else. I I could keep an eye on her. After our conversation this morning, I took some time to speak with her, and she's a traveler. She has been a traveler for a very long time. She said that a place to sit down and patch up the holes, so to speak, would be good for her. I've already spoken with her about it and she's very ready to, to stay here. She should actually be arriving within the hour. Mm. We'll fast forward again a little. Some time passes and Aurora eventually meets up with all of you while you're kind of sitting there enjoying your drinks on the beach. And she kind of sheepishly goes, I I just wanted to thank all of you. I've done a lot that's not so savory, apparently. And a lot of people would have just put an end to that and been done with it. And you didn't. Red, you're, you're staying here, right? Uh, yep. Yep, for a little bit. Have you talked to the... What are they called? The... Stewards? That's it. Have you talked to the stewards yet? Not yet. When you go, may I accompany you? Sure, just, uh, just don't stab me in my sleep. (laughs) You know? She kind of looks down at the ground. That was a joke. But, like, but you notice that there's, like, a bit of a chuckle to it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'll have your back. Okay, works for me. First thing I can do to fix this... And if the show, if the, just that word, the stewards won't take us, maybe we can fix it on our own. True. We are pretty badass. Yeah, all of you are. Did the rest of you say anything here? Yeah, I want to come to Aurora and give her back the knife that she threw at me and say, you may need it, just make sure you use it for a better purpose next time. Um, she takes it and kind of regards it. Thank you. This belonged to my dad. She slips it into an empty holster on her belt where you can tell the knife used to be 
still a perfect fit. Um, I'm gonna go get some drinks. And she kind of walks off. I can help with that. Okay. <laughs> and I follow after Yeah, her. the two of you walk <laughs> off towards the bar. And I think that's a good place to stop for today. Our view pulls further and further away from the beach as all of you are enjoying a nice day off before you kick off your next leg of this adventure, this weird journey fighting a cult you don't quite understand. pirates and thanks for sticking around yes we're sad to see red go but fear not we may see him in some future one shots we have planned scruff has been a pleasure to dm for and his character red will live on as one of my favorites as kothak said red's always a part of the crew now no matter where his path leads when we first started this campaign we all wanted to have a rotating guest slot where folks outside of our normal playgroup could join in and contribute to the story we're weaving together. And Scruff happened to be the first person to take that slot. So there should be many more where that came from. Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. Now, we use his work a lot throughout our production, so be sure to check out in Computech Music for more of his great work. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which you can find on YouTube or Bandcamp. I'll also link them in our episode description for you. In addition, we have also begun working with tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios, just to kick things up a notch. We'll be dropping episodes for this show during the off weeks of the main feed, as usual, so you can get double Yasperon in the same amount of time. Also, we've moved from Fridays to Mondays. So you can start off your, you know, crappiest day of the week with a nice dose of aspirin. Stay healthy and see you soon. <laughs>